Strength in the Shadows, the podcast where we fearlessly navigate the art of building discipline, cultivating grit, mastering resilience, and unlocking true potential. Surpass your limits and join us on this journey of transformation as we unapologetically explore the intersection of fitness, mindset, and unwavering accountability. Welcome, my friend. Let's go. I'll never forget it. It's almost as if it was yesterday, one of the best times of my life. The moment it all made sense, right? The moment I wanted van life, the moment I needed van life, and there was no turning back. So at the end of my first deployment, we were done in Southeast Asia, sailing back to San Diego, California, and our ship stopped right there in Hawaii, the island of Oahu, specifically Pearl Harbor. Many of you know that. And dude, first time ever in Hawaii. I mean, at the end of the deployment, getting ready to get home and see our friends and family, and we get two weeks of vacation in one of the most beautiful places on planet Earth. Dude, morale was high. The beaches, the weather, the food, the poke, the hikes, the girls. I mean, smoking hot women everywhere. We were loving it, right? It was super fun. And I needed a car rental, right? Showing up to the island. You absolutely need a car rental. That's the intel and the recommendation I can give to everyone. You can rely on maybe Uber or taxis or like walking onesies, twosies here and there. But ultimately, you want to explore the island, see different hikes, explore different beaches, get to the North Shore, check out the West Side, whatever it may be. Dude, you need a car. So I made a reservation for a car rental, right? Little sedan, cute little thing. Uber. And I get to the car rental agency on day one, right after we had pulled into Pearl Harbor. I'm licking my lips, right? Excited to get on Liberty. And the gentleman at the front desk of the car rental agency is shaking his head and says, dude, we overbooked. Obviously, as you know, Rimpack is going on at this time. And for everyone listening, Rimpack is a multi-nation military exercise that gets held every couple of years. People from all over the world fly in or sail in. And these militaries or navies come together and bond. It's a really good time. Happens for about a week or two. Um, every couple of years. So really fun, really exciting, but the island is an absolute fucking madhouse. So it looks like the car rental agency, as the man says, overbooked and my vehicle that I had purchased, right? Or had rented is no longer available, but he looks at me and he goes, I got one thing for you. There's one thing available. And before I turn this screen here, right? This monitor, I don't, don't want you to flip out. I don't want you to freak out. This will be one of the best decisions of your life if you agree to the reservation change. I'll waive this fee, that fee. You're being a sport if you accept it. But I'm telling you, you will thank me later. Woo. I take a deep breath. I brace for it. And I say two words. Show me. He spins the monitor to the right. Boom. There it is. It's a white, free candy, sketchy van over my dead body. Oh, hell no, I reply. And I start to walk away. I'm like, dude, absolutely not. No way. I need a sedan. He starts laughing, but reassures me, dude, trust me. You can put, you know, beach chairs in the back. You can throw your buddies or friends in the back there, drive around the island. It can get dirty. No problem whatsoever. You can sleep in the back. Dude, this will be a really good time. Every single person who's ever rented this always comes back and goes, dude, I want a van. So I had no choice. My hands were tied. I needed a car. And so, boom, 
I sign, and we get this van. My God, the gentleman was right. The next two weeks was so fun. I cannot even begin to explain. I slept in the back. You best believe it. Through people in the back as well, going from you know point A to point B. No stress, no worries. Hawaii, that first visit to Hawaii changed my life. And afterwards, after that two weeks was up, the gentleman was also right because I left there as we sailed back to San Diego and I said, if I ever get the opportunity or if I can swing it and get a van, I'm absolutely doing it. And I went loco. I went crazy on Reddit, on Google, on eBay, on Craigslist, everything. I scoured the internet for vans. I watched YouTube videos about van life. It was starting to get popular now on Instagram or on social media. I was obsessed. I love the different conversion vans, the styles, you know, the designs, the material, the fabric. It was just super interesting to me. And people were living in them full time. So getting back to San Diego, been searching for months when all of a sudden we hit the jackpot. There's one gentleman, right? There's one dude out in Arizona who has built a conversion van. He was a professional. And as soon as I saw the listing, this is one thing to people who are interested in vans. When you see it, right? When you see the one, you just know. I fell in love and literally a minute later, boom, shot him an email, left him a voicemail, made it very, very clear that I was willing to fly the next day to come by and pick this up, right? And it was out of Flagstaff, Arizona. We would do it. So we start going back and forth. He really liked that I was military. He really liked that I wanted to explore the national parks and get more serious into hiking. So he said, hey, come out to Flagstaff, check out the van. If you like it, I'll hold it for you and we'll get this going. And so at the time, I was driving, you know, my own car that I'd had for a couple of years now. And I decided to drive out to Flagstaff, right? Super excited. I was with my ex-girlfriend at the time. We're going to make a nice little date weekend here. Go to an Arizona Diamondbacks game. Hit a couple breweries right there in Phoenix. I had never been to Phoenix, right? So on the way to Flagstaff, check it out. And then boom, the next day, wake up after a great night's rest. Make your way to Flagstaff and check out this van. Well, first night in Phoenix, amazing. Had a great time, right? Shout out to ASU, Arizona State. Should have gone there for college, but that's another story for another day. And then boom, the next morning, head up to Flagstaff. Now, oh my God, I could not have predicted this. To anyone in that area or to anyone who's been in Arizona, right? As you make your way towards Sedona or Flagstaff, there's a highway, right? Or an interstate that is on a slow but steady incline. And like dozens and dozens of cars almost every single day, especially when it's warm, they overheat, they blow up, transmissions drop out. I mean, it gets serious. And you can see and you pass cars that have just broken down. They can't handle the heat, right? The humidity. And of course, the incline and the stress it puts on the vehicle. And you wouldn't believe it. My car which it had no problems, boom. I was driving a stick shift all of a sudden, right? The, the system, I don't even want to explain this engineering, right? All of a sudden though, the bottom basically just like falls out. My clutch explodes and dude, it's over. My car essentially 
is now stranded on the side of the highway. Me and my girlfriend are in like, what, 110 or 115 degrees heat. It's horrible. And there's so much traffic going up on this highway, right? That when we call the tow truck or try to get help, the tow truck gets stuck in one, two, three hours of traffic. So we're literally sitting there with limited water on the side of the highway. And now rattlesnakes or some type of, you know, predator emerges from the bu- from the brush. Dude, this is a nightmare. My God. So we get rescued. We get saved. We end up making our way to Flagstaff. We get another rental car. My car's totaled, though. It's over. It's done. Once again, another story for another day, but it absolutely sucked. Had to get a rental car. Got to Flagstaff. Checked out the van. Obviously fell in love with it. It was everything I could have ever imagined. Absolutely worth it. And so at least I leave there knowing that I need this van. No ifs, ands, or buts. He couldn't sell it to me right there on the spot. Still need another week for some payments to clear or whatnot. But ultimately, he promised me the vehicle. So we take that rental car. We drive back all the way to San Diego all in one day. Drop it off at San Diego International Airport. Boom. Now I have no car. And of course, right? Still have, you know, I'm active duty at this time. I have to show up and report to my command Monday through Friday. No ifs, ands, or buts. Have duty on the weekend. Sorry, son. Find a way to the ship. So there was a stress or pressure to get this paperwork going and to be able to purchase this van and start living hashtag van life. So after a week or two, finally, boom, get the green light, have the funds, and boom, I fly out at what, four, five o'clock in the morning to Phoenix, then take a puddle jumper up to Flagstaff. All of a sudden by 11 or 12 o'clock, boom, I'm driving the van back to San Diego, and here we go. That is literally the beginning of van life. My first trip ever with the van was to Yosemite National Park. Dude, another story. We'll do another episode on national parks and specifically Yosemite. Unreal. You absolutely have to visit. And through the highs and lows of my life, van life has always been there. Whether I've been living at my house, right, and part-time doing van life, whether it's a few weeks or a month or just a long weekend, the van has a special spot for that. And then, of course, now with this van here that I'm in, right, this is a different van. This is a new one we upgraded. Once again, another story for another day. But in this van now, this is full-time van life. I cannot live in my house. There's no room for me. It's fully rented out. And so I'm right here in this Mercedes Sprinter van. Van life, highly recommend it. If anyone's ever interested in it, I would recommend, hey, test it out, try it out. You'll know probably in like 24 or 48 hours whether it's for you or not. It's not cheap, right? Obviously, vans and different builds range in a variety of prices with a variety of amenities. Maybe you're skilled, right? Like I wish I could say I could do this, but I can't. Maybe you're someone who's savvy enough to build one yourself. Obviously, that's an adventure and that's a lot of fun too. Once again, I wish I could say I could do that, but both vans that I've ever purchased have been already completed, already finished by people who are engineers or those that were true professionals and built beautiful products. So first van was a Ford Transit, and now this van, Mercedes Sprinter. Pros and cons to both, but would love, love to talk van life with anyone who's ever interested, and it's really brought a lot of peace, joy, and happiness to my life. So that's van life. All in. If you want to do it, hey, chase it, go for it, and never forget, sometimes you have to take a leap of faith, and that day in Hawaii, 
when that gentleman, right, that brother told me that it would be the best decision of my life and it would change my life for the good, hey, he was right. I didn't believe him. I was wrong. And it ended up changing and giving me a new experience that otherwise I wouldn't have had. Let's go. Hashtag van life. As we come to a close, I would like to express my sincere appreciation to each and every one of you for joining us on this transformative journey. If you found value in our discussions and stories, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave a review for my podcast. Your reviews not only fuel my passion for creating meaningful content, but also allow others to discover this empowering space. Your support truly makes a difference. All links are in the description. Thank you for being an essential part of this dynamic community. Goodbye for now, and remember, keep going.